0: We were able to submit all 50 plus miles of LA slow Streets and they're now on Google Maps. the Streets are here to stay. This could be a breakthrough. It's a start. If we could reallocate even 10% of the money that we spend on widening streets and improving things for cars and put that into bike and pedestrian projects, we'd have a completely different city. We want to get progressives on neighborhood councils. I want 2021 to be the last year that we ever widen a freeway. I don't think people enjoy sitting in traffic. I don't think people enjoy looking for parking. Those are two things that I never have to do because I'm on a bicycle. Guilty people, making them feel bad about climate change, all that stuff I don't think works. If you appeal to their selfish nature, do you want to sit stuck in traffic? Do you want free VIP parking anywhere you go? Stuff like that. And all of a sudden you can start to see the opportunities for change.
1: bike talk best of 2020 we are giving the the best of the best of 2020 to michael schneider and streets for all uh, but we want to get the story straight here and make sure that we have all the details right so streets for all um, which michael Snyder, you're the uh, executive director right you guys fought for the slow streets uh, initiative for the city of Los Angeles during COVID, which means neighborhood streets were designated safe zones for people to ride bikes and walk. And um, the LADOT actually followed through with it after kind of resisting at first. And you guys worked really hard on that. And the kicker that Joe Linton uh, talked about on our last episode was that you were able to get ways to recognize the slow streets is that kind of how it went google maps yeah um
0: so we were after eight weeks of being told no by the city all of a sudden the mayor announced it and mike bond did a press release and we're told yes and the slow streets got implemented and we kept trying to brainstorm what are the other things we could do to keep cars away from these streets we saw heavy use, at least in Mid-City West, and we got reported heavy use from other parts of the city. And so how do we keep these people safe? And one of the very obvious slow-hanging fruit things is when someone turns on navigation and they're driving, why not send them away from a slow street unless their destination happens to be on a slow street? And if someone turns on Google Maps for walking or biking directions, why not send them on a slow street? Because that's the purpose of them. So, <clears throat> um, Google is not a very easy organization to navigate and there is no public service to get you to add something like that. But uh, my day job is I'm a tech entrepreneur and a buddy of mine in San Francisco sent me a screenshot saying, Hey, look, what just popped up on our Google maps. And it was uh, this sort of dotted blue line in San Francisco of their slow streets. And so it took us a little while to navigate it and figure out who to talk to. But once we, we got through we got a partner account up and running and we were able to submit all 50 plus miles of LA slow streets. And they're now on Google maps. And we also periodically update them. So right now we're pushing a couple of updates um, for a couple neighborhoods that have changed slightly. And LADOT also gives us updates sometimes. So yeah, um, I hope it's having an effect. Uh, I know the city as a whole is not doing as much driving as we did before, but Slow streets are here to stay. The city council passed a motion and provided funding to DOT to make them permanent, the existing ones permanent. So hopefully this will be a long lasting effect in keeping cars off our slow streets.
1: So I have a couple of questions. Google owns Waze, right? Is, is this also translating to Waze or? You might be early?
0: right. I, I know they have separate um, data sources, but they're sharing more and more data. I barely drive. I'm mostly on my bike, and Ways is just for people that drive.
1: So I honestly don't use Ways. I'm not sure. Okay, I was just curious because you know, there I'm always looking for, you know, in, in terms of political activism, ways to include other constituencies and, and find ways to to uh, get people on board that might not otherwise be on board with, you know, cycling and walking and that kind of thing. And I know that in, in a lot of the, you know, the neighborhood discussions and goings ons that I've been involved in, Waze is a contentious issue. There's, there are people specifically like homeowners on residential streets that uh, they, they very much dislike that Waze sends traffic through their neighborhoods and they feel the same frustration that uh you know cyclists and, and pedestrians feel when, when traffic is blasting through their neighborhood and and i've seen people uh you know express the will to, to get ways to change their ways and here you've found a way to do it. I don't know that it's exactly translating the ways that you're saying it's Google Maps, um, but even that's amazing in itself. And this is why I kind of named this as my thought of, of you know, the, the best of 2020 is like, here's something that, that you were able to get done that a bunch of neighborhood people have been trying to do for a long time. And uh, I feel like this could be a breakthrough in terms of like, if you can get LEDOT to permanently recognize some of these slow street neighborhoods, that can be expanded to routes like 4th Street, which is great for bicycles and other sort of crosstown routes that we can start redirecting that traffic onto the main streets again and get a constituency of of, uh, stakeholders behind this and try to expand that. Um, so that, I mean, that's pretty amazing to me that that you got that done. So uh, can, for whatever it's worth, congratulations, Bike Talk 2020 uh, move of the year. So, um,
0: Thanks, Don. Yeah. yeah I, I was just going to add to what you said. Um, I think the only piece, people that like cut through traffic are the people that don't live there that are cutting through. So um, this is actually an area where, NIMBY interests and progressive interests align. Nobody wants cut through traffic, perhaps for different reasons. But um, that's one of the things that surprised me about slow streets. Again, maybe there are some residents that like driving 40, 50 miles an hour down a residential street, but most of them, especially ones with kids, elderly parents, stuff like that, they prefer cars slow down. So um, slow streets is a rare uh, crossover between the two groups and I agree with you. One of the reasons why we, we are so excited about the program is for the first time in a long time, it's caused the whole city to rethink about how we use our street space. It's a start. And I hope we can expand it. They've been very, very popular. There's um, There's been some vandalism and some other NIMBY groups and actions trying to get rid of them. Apparently, even a sign asking you to slow down is too much for some drivers. But in general, they're very popular. And I think it could lead to the start of more rethinking about how we use our shared street space in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the city council, you say, has voted to, to make these permanent. So what does that look like? Are we going to get more than just sort of the sandwich board signs or, or what are they looking to do?
0: Yeah, it's really exciting. So um, they basically took money from Cyclavia and other things that obviously aren't happening this year, about 800 grand. And they gave it to DOT to make the existing slow streets permanent. And so the sandwich boards are going to be going away. And in its place, hopefully, we're going to be getting things like metal signs on post, um, bollards, paint, uh, mini neighborhood traffic circles, uh, chicanes uh, for extra long blocks, things like that, that hopefully will... Uh, do what the current sandwich boards are doing, but even better because they're not going to get knocked over in the wind or by trash trucks and they're much harder to steal.
1: Right. And there's cities like the smaller cities around Los Angeles seem to be really good at, at doing these kind of traffic calming measures. Like, you know, if you ride through like West Hollywood, they've got these compact traffic circles and diversions and all that kind of stuff. So I guess, Ultimately, this is a step towards solid infrastructure like that.
0: Yeah, West Hollywood is near the top of my list for how to do traffic calming or residential streets right. Um, even I, I live on Formosa, which is in the city of Los Angeles, but if you go two blocks up, it becomes the city of West Hollywood. And as soon as you get into West Hollywood, you've got a chicane mid-block, and you've got a neighborhood traffic circle at Lexington and Formosa, and it's just a different world. Um, I think they put those in, mainly from people complaining that cars are going too fast, not necessarily to assist people cycling, but I right. think that that of course you slow cars down and it benefits everybody, including cyclists. So yeah, West Hollywood's been great. Santa Monica has been great. Culver city's doing more and more um, per capita or per square mile. LA DOT has far less money compared to these other cities. And that's, that's the tragedy they We have so many roads and so much road space that I would be surprised if we have even half per per square mile of what a city like Santa Monica or West Hollywood has to improve their roads, which is why we can't even afford green paint right now. And the city of Santa Monica can do a two way protected cycle track on ocean in just a matter of weeks.
1: Now, is the like when you talk about this, this budget, is this something that the city has sort of told you or is this? From your research because i kind of i mean it's like they managed to find the money when they want to do you know street widenings and and projects like uh, magnolia which they were, you know i know that's not city money but they were they seem to dig around and find that money when they need it is this something that they're sort of telling you or is or do you know what i mean like
0: I've been told that we can't even afford green paint right now. (laughs) So it's bad. Um, A a project like the Magnolia widening was paid for, I think through a Caltrans grant, most freeway widenings. There's somehow always plenty of money in the state of California to widen a freeway. Um, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but it's a different, it's different pots of money. If we could reallocate even 10% of the money that we spend on widening streets and improving things for cars and put that into the city of Los Angeles's coffers, specifically for bike and pedestrian projects, we'd have a completely different city.
1: Totally. And, and you know, we've been bringing this up for years, but it's like when they repave, it doesn't sound that much more expensive to stripe it a little differently. Uh, it's not, that's not and, a money thing. That's a political will thing.
0: And yeah. with the election of Nithia And now Mike Bonin has a buddy on the council, which is exciting to talk about these ideas. And I think 2022 will be the year that true progressives firmly cement their grip in L.A. City Council. Someone like a Paul Coretz, who thank God has turned out. um, I don't think he's just going to float to city controller like he thinks he is. Um, I think guys like um, Mitchell Farrell, who have constant clash with progressives over homelessness stances, road safety stances, I think he's going to be, you know, have a run for his money. Anyone that's not at this point um, who's on the city council running for re-election and not supporting safer streets in our mobility plan, um, I think is in for trouble in 2022 and beyond.
1: Let's talk 2021
0: for streets for all. The first half of the year were laser focused on neighborhood council elections. Um, people don't realize, but actually most people haven't even ne- ever heard of a neighborhood council. But we have a great primer and explainer on streetsforall.org. And neighborhood councils are often where progressive projects go to die before they even get to a council office or LADOT. So we really want to make, we want to flip them. We want to get progressives on neighborhood councils. And we want to, most of them are not progressive. So we have been collaborating with um, organizations like DSA and LA Forward and behind the scenes, helping people explain what it is, how to run, get them registered, explain how to attract voters, how to put a slate together, how to assemble a list and get, make sure people vote. It's all vote by mail this year, but people do have to register. And so far, I'm, I'm really hopeful. <clears throat> um, we have our hit list of NCs that we want to flip, and hopefully we get our way. <clears throat> and that could pave the way. For more progressive council members like Nithya and like Mike Bonin who want to do progressive stuff, but the neighborhood council is holding them back, that could that could pave the way. The other thing that we're really focused on, of course, is the 2022 primaries, which are amazingly only 14 months away. So um, after we get through the neighborhood council stuff, it's from March to June are the elections, probably in August, we'll release our candidate questionnaire. And we'll be endorsing for city attorney for eight of the council seats um, that are up for reelection or election for um, mayor, which is going to be an important role. <clears throat> um, and and so that'll be the focus for the second half of the year uh, leading up to March 2022. In the middle of that or whenever we have time, we still have got um, Venice Boulevard for all our push to make Venice Boulevard the first complete street in Los Angeles. Venice Boulevard for all.com. We're trying to convince the mayor's office that he should leave a great legacy and Venice Boulevard should be it. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens. Um, we're very interested in Metro's plans for first last mile around all their construction and also getting them to think differently. I want 2021 to be the last year that we ever widen a freeway in Southern California. It's not easy, but I'd love to do that. I want to repeal parking minimums and institute parking maximums. Um, We're tracking some bills at the state level, rebates for e-bikes, giving cities more power to set speed limits. It's crazy that LA can't even control speed limits. Um, Bringing back uh, red light light cameras and speed cameras to take uh, police out of giving tickets, but still enforcing speed limits and red lights. Um, And also there's a state bill that Metro needs passed so they can put cameras on the front of their buses so if someone's blocking the bus lane, it's an automatic huge fine that gets mailed. Nice, in. nice. So there's a lot of exciting, oh, and of course the Idaho stop law, <clears throat> which was introduced by assembly member Horvath, and that would make it legal to treat a stop sign like a yield sign in um, in Los Angeles, in, in California. So those are a few of the things that we're working on tracking.
1: Yeah, interesting on the the red light cameras, I kind of got into it with uh on that issue some years ago and um there's a national movement to get rid of red light cameras as well as speed cameras that's going on um so that'd be an interesting uh uh battle to watch here in in California. Yeah. Which California just seems to be so pro car. Um, still, um, that that's, that's, that's quite a fight. So I think people
0: just can't imagine another way. And once they try an e-bike, once they try a scooter and feel like they're not going to die, once they take a bus that actually has a bus lane and it's really fast, these are the things that can change hearts, change hearts and minds. And I don't think people enjoy sitting in traffic. I don't think people enjoy looking for parking. Those are two things that I never have to do because I'm on a bicycle. So right. I, I think if you start, you know, guilting people, making them feel bad about climate change, all that stuff, I don't think works. I think if you appeal to their selfish nature, do you want to sit stuck in traffic? Do you want free VIP parking anywhere you go? Stuff like that. And all of a sudden you can start to see the opportunities for change.
1: Right. No, I totally agree. When I, whenever I engage in some kind of transportation activism, for example, out in, in the valley where I live now Um, there is a road diet on my street and I went house to house petition gathering for it. And I never once mentioned bikes. I just mentioned traffic, cut through traffic, having space in front of your house to take out the trash without getting run over by a car Um, property values, you know, those kind of things. So I think that's the right. I I totally agree on, on what you're saying. Like you got to kind of find, selfish ways to appeal to people because i think a lot of people when they hear bikes it just sounds impossible until they actually get out and try it and that's not necessarily going to happen for them so um good work man um you know i'm really interested in following this this google maps thing because I just see such an opportunity there to to really spread that and and kind of beat back on on ways by linking up with uh, the the sort of residential homeowner crowd, which is a powerful political constituency. So, uh, um, once again, you know, congratulations on for what it's worth, uh, bike talk best of twenty twenty. <laughs> so. Um, yeah i mean why don't we uh you know any any li- final thoughts or anything you want to get the word out about and uh, give us your social media handles and
0: well thanks for let- thanks for uh the accolade guys uh social media is just streets for all on instagram facebook and twitter uh the number you spell it out for not the number four and it's streetsforall.org. um the last thing I guess I'll say is we did just launch a thing called rethink LA. We want to inspire people to rethink the streets where they live <clears throat> and anyone can submit a proposal to redo the street and tell us what they would like changed. And we're going to filter them and we're going to take a few and actually try to get them done. So, um, if anyone's super interested or excited about that, feel free to check it out on our website. It's on our initiatives page. And, uh, Submit your street and we'll see what we can do. And also run for neighborhood council. If uh, you live in the city of Los Angeles, It's some for some of them it's too late, for some of them it's not. Anyone that's listening to this, please uh, go to streetsfile.org, click on neighborhood councils, learn about it and file the run. We just need many more progressives on neighborhood councils throughout the city.
1: And especially get involved with the transportation committees on those neighborhood councils, right? So that's kind of where the things are birthed, where the emotions are birthed and then brought to the...
0: That's where their birth, but the board is, of course, the most important. We have neighborhood council that have super progressive transportation committees and super progressive boards, and the proposals go nowhere. Mm, okay. Yeah. And vacancies come, out all, come up all the time. We have a link to all the vacancies citywide on our website. So you don't have to run if you don't want to be elected, but you still want to be on neighborhood council. Um, you can check that list and usually get appointed pretty easily. Vacancies happen all the time.
1: Right, right. Cool. Well, thank you, Michael Schneider with Streets for All. And uh, we'll have you back on soon with with more updates, if you would be so kind.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Good to see you both. And uh, hope it's not too late to say Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Happy Year. New Year. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. See you guys. I the morning and the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. Transportation shows I care Every turn of the pedal cleans the air cleaning and the green, I'm saving the planet Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby,
0: and Janet No greenhouse gas A tiny carbon footprint up your ass I'm on a motherfucking bike. I'm on a
1: motherfucking bike. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is biketalkpfk. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.